No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Always great to be with you here on the radio. I want to start the show today by talking about some current events. And it's interesting because we're seeing such a surge in these coronavirus cases across the country. Arizona, Texas, Florida. I mean, they're really going up and up. And it appears that people really haven't learned much from the last five months or so. And I mean, the 4th of July happened just recently. And I mean, you live in a beautiful house with windows on the lake. And you were commenting to me about the number of people who were out and the gatherings that they had that you could see who were not wearing masks. Right. Yeah. It, it was like family reunion central, and which is great and all, but I'm pretty sure that nobody has 20, 25 people in their household. And so we're mixing many households. I didn't see a single mask on, uh, anywhere on the lake. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what are these people thinking? And just because someone's related to you, you don't have to wear a mask around them. No, that's only if they've been living in your household and nobody has the virus. Then it's okay to not wear a mask around related people. But where they're related and they don't live in your household, I got another issue with that. And so, yeah, I was, that was really concerning. I've, I've seen some other things. I tried to meet with a client and I had a negative experience with that. It was some people don't know how to wear a mask properly. Right. I was at the store this morning and I was going in there and they had somebody sentinel at the at the front, you know, making sure everybody had a mask. Well, this person had a mask around their neck. She said, mm. Well, you got to put your mask on. So he lifts it up over his chin. 
and just wow. keeps talking with his friend. I'm thinking, what part of <laughs> wearing a mask on your chin is actually going to help me, you know, right. not catch whatever, you know, you're spreading there? And I think a lot of elderly people are really struggling with how to properly wear a mask. I've seen this over and over. I, and obviously, the what state is having the most new cases? Arizona. Right. <laughs> Where is the demographic oldest in this country? Arizona. Right. I think we have a lot of people that are just kind of thinking, well, you know, the, the bad stuff's over and nothing's changed. We have no vaccine. We have no cure. We have no nothing. So it's no, it's nothing has changed, but our behaviors seem to have changed from where we started out on complete lockdown and quarantine. And now people are just kind of, ah, you know, uh, we're in phase two, phase three. I don't have to worry about it anymore, I guess. So yeah, I, I think that uh, we got some issues coming up, uh, at least uh, through the end of the year and then beyond. Yeah, and a lot of older people are, are in Florida, too, and that's another state in which coronavirus cases are really going up. And it really angers me that, you know, that gentleman there just pulled the mask up over his chin. He was really just sort of placating the person at the door there. He had no respect for the other people in the store. I find it really hard to believe that he didn't know that he was putting other people at risk, but he's putting you at risk. He's putting the people in your family, your loved ones at home at risk, and it's just not a good idea. But unfortunately, that is all too common these days. Now, we do have, I think it's a directive, I don't know if it's legal or not, but here in the state of Washington, you must wear a mask if you're indoors in public places. If you're outdoors, you can socially distance six feet. You don't have to wear a mask. It is advised to do that. But again, so many people not wearing masks. And, you know, as a result of all this, Brian, I don't think that we're nearly out of the woods with this, and I'm not sure that we're heading in the right direction. Do you think that because of all of this that we may be with this coronavirus, and the effects on the economy and the market for really a lot longer than we initially thought. Absolutely, I do. And the interesting thing about the market, it's going to be the haves and the have-nots. We've been talking about this for months, actually, on this radio show about how certain sectors are going to thrive, certain companies are going to thrive, and other sectors and other companies are absolutely going to fail. And because, you know, if you don't uh, adapt to the changes in the world, you know, it's going to be tough on you in the business world. And certainly there's a lot of segments out there. Uh, I think you managed, you mentioned uh, before we started today about Warren Buffett and right. his big play on, on energy. Yeah, right. I've, I have a headline here in front of me that says Warren Buffett ends his deal drought with a $10 billion bet on energy. And it says this looks like confirmation that commodities like energy are undervalued. So... He's saying that energy is undervalued. We've talked about energy before on this program. I mean, the fact that it is undervalued, does that necessarily mean that it's a good buy? Yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, the whole industry is going to change. And we're seeing a lot of changes in even the kinds of cars we're buying and, and how much we're traveling. I mean, it's gone down to nothing, I suppose. You know, he's he's probably pretty smart once again and he you know that, that's the best time to buy he's always said when there's blood in the streets you know and it looks the worst the most dire that's when he steps in and buys stuff so that's probably a good philosophy i sure think i don't want to buy energy right now because i'm just not quite seeing the the upside just yet probably some good deals out there though he's probably picking up individual companies and as i mentioned company by company there's going to be those in particular industries 
that succeed dramatically or are extremely undervalued right now, which would be good buys, and and then you know other ones that, that aren't. So it's going to be the haves and have-nots. Now I I suppose he's got management he can bring in in situations to you know make something good out of something that isn't doing well. And, uh, and most of us don't have the ability to do that. So we kind of have to invest through sector analysis and buy the best sectors going forward, hoping that we'll take advantage of, you know, that uh, what I just mentioned on the winners and losers. Well, we're not Warren Buffett. And I know that we've talked about this in the show before. The average investor, I mean, should they really be looking at what Warren Buffett does and go, well, if it's good enough for Warren, it's good enough for me. We're just not in that same league, are we? Well, it can be just by BRKB, you know, Berkshire Hathaway stock, and then <laughs> you're investing like Warren. So that's pretty easy to do. You know, I do believe that, you know, he doesn't have, you generally hold as many tech stocks and tech stocks were one of the two sectors that were at increased in value during the first six months of the year. Uh, consumer durables and tech stocks were the only two. And tech stocks went up about 15% in the first half of the year. And I think post-COVID, they're going to continue a meteoric rise. Uh, As we've talked about on the show before, uh, advancements in technology are are affecting all industries. And now that uh, we're working from home more and communicating remotely more and all this stuff, using social media more, everything, I, I just think it's a good time for tech stocks going forward, how we pay for things, how we order things, they're shipped to our house, you know, everything's uh, tech, tech, tech. And so I think there's going to be a lot more advancements, uh, even even as it relates to other sectors like energy, you know, it's technology to produce uh, clean energy and that kind of thing. So I think that, you know, if you like Warren, buy some uh, Berkshire Hathaway, <laughs> but you might look at some of the other sectors too that, that we've been concentrating on. Now, Brian, if I wanted to buy a share of Berkshire Hathaway, his stock, I mean, how much would I be paying per share today? Well, Jeff, there's two answers to that question. If you want to buy an original voting share of Berkshire Hathaway, it's a mere 268000 approximately per share. So uh, quite a bit of money. But if you wanted to buy the non-voting share, the Class B, they're only $178. They're the same stock, but one's voting, one's non-voting. But yeah, so that if you want to buy Berkshire, you can now. Uh, years ago, they, they created that second class. Well, I think I'm going to supersize here. So sign me up for a couple shares of that uh, $268,000 stock there. <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live large like Warren Buffett does. But once again, we're not Warren Buffett. I mean, he has different criteria for his investing. And once again, you know, if you really just don't know what to do and you want to invest, once again, you know, you can get your no cost, no obligation financial plan with Padrona Financial financial services by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Brian, you talked about the different sectors there that might be good. You were talking about tech stocks being up, consumer durables. I mean, are all tech stocks going to be ones to invest in? And case in point here, I mean, I was really excited when the technology of 3D printing came out. And I saw it yesterday. I kid you not, (laughs) there was an ad about 3D printing a steak or something out of plants or some such thing like that. <laughs> oh boy, that's if I'm going to 3D print my food these days. I mean, really, yeah, all just t- go, go to the Metropolitan Grill and order a 3D <laughs> printed steak. I don't know and they'll that. go back and print it with a 3D printer. I know you got yeah. Ben that 3D printer, and you guys were making a dinosaur or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, 3D printing, I think, has some potential. It hasn't really caught on. But are all tech stocks created equal? Well, no, they're not. And and even within technology, you got many different uh, subsectors. And, you know, whether it's the hardware, the semiconductors, the chips, the software, social media, some tech companies are essentially advertising companies, uh, Google, Yahoo. 
They get their money, Facebook for that matter, they get their money from advertising. And so uh, they're not unlike a radio station or a TV station that, you know, that's advertising that pays their bills. And so it's how they deliver it, how they're going to be received. There's, there's always threats to different companies. And so we have to be aware of that. That's why I prefer to buy those within uh, exchange traded funds so I can get a little cross section of, of the different ones. But yeah, there'll be winners and losers like anything. So doing the proper subsector analysis, I think is important and how you buy. You know, again, if you buy the wrong company, you bought the home base instead of the Home Depot or, you know, I could think of a million equivalents. One was a huge winner and one was a huge loser. And so they're seemingly the same kind of company. So uh, that's why sometimes it's better to do it buying in a broader market or ETF. Well, once again, analysis, I think, is the key here. And for the average layperson, I mean, this is not your job to analyze these stocks. And this is what they do every day at Madrona Financial Services. Once again, if you'd like a look at your financial plan, if you've already got one, get a second or a third opinion. If you do not have a plan, you can get one by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. No cost, no obligation, a chance to kick the tires here at Madrona Financial. One of the advisors here will gladly take a look at your plan, and if it is a good plan, they'll tell you that and tell you that, hey, we couldn't do any better than you're already doing. So, again, it's honest, straight talk about your plan here at Madrona, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also find out more about the firm online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Thanks for joining us again this week. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back with more after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Has your financial advisor called you lately? If you're retired or about to, you need to know how your money is being managed now more than ever. Madrona Financial Services is dedicated to retirement planning and is now offering virtual or phone reviews to help answer the most critical questions about your money. Call them now at 844-MADRONA to schedule your meeting. The meetings are convenient, safe, and designed to provide maximum retirement income. If you haven't heard from your advisor lately and are unsure about your real exposure to risk or exactly how your savings are invested, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA right now for your virtual or phone meeting. Every minute your advisor doesn't call you could cost you. Get the facts about your money and call the retirement team at Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Again, that's 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com 
That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about an upcoming webinar that's going to be available to everybody. And Brian, I know that you do webinars here at Madrona Financial Services. You've done quite a few of them. And if people want to take advantage of those webinars, can they see all webinars that you have done and how can they take a look at those? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can go online to madronafinancial.com and there's going to be links on there to where you can pull these things up. We're going to be sending this out to everybody that has ever gone onto our site and given us some you know, information, maybe signed up for a newsletter or something. If they've given us the email permission on that, we're going to be sending it out automatically, which is a great way, you know, if you haven't visited the site and you want some of our information as, we, as it comes out uh, sent to you directly, then just fill out uh, some of the requests for information and then we can do that automatically. But if not, you can go onto the site once it's posted on there. So once again, the website is madronafinancial.com. If you want to take advantage of the educational material, not only are there webinars, but there are also some books, a lot of great information that you can read and some things that you can download just to make yourself a more educated consumer. Well, Brian, as you said, the next webinar is going to be on taxes. So generally, what are some of the things that you cover in that webinar? Yeah, I mean, I talk about what's going on this year. Some of the, you know, there have been some tax law changes. Don't get too into the weeds on that. But also, I'm, I'm kind of put it together with a thought in mind. I, I don't think there's anybody listening right now, probably nobody, that thinks that tax rates are going to be lower in 10 years than they are today. So if we already know something is going to happen in the future, shouldn't we prepare for that now? It's like, uh, you know, it's like back to the future. I mean, he made all, he made all that money going back in time and getting the playbook of what's going to happen in the future. Well, it's kind of the same thing. If you already know what's going to happen, maybe it's time to do some things about that. So it's, it's more of a seminar to get started on that thought process and maybe make those changes now to take into account what we think was going to happen in the future. Brian, is it always the case that taxes are the most expensive thing that people will have to worry about in retirement? Not, you know, can't use the word always ever. <laughs> so, but it's certainly in the old days, I think it wasn't as big a deal. And the reason I say that is because in retirement, you go back 30, 40 years, people generally had maybe a small pension and their social security. Their taxable income was quite low. Most people did not have a lot of investments. There weren't a lot of 401k plans. There weren't, you know, there wasn't a a real estate market that had gone ballistic. Houses in downtown Seattle were $5,000. There wasn't the wealth. But the wealth that was created during the 90s and during this last decade is phenomenal. And people are finding in retirement, a lot of the people I'm talking to, that their income, their taxable income is much higher than they ever thought it would be. And in some cases, higher than it was when they were working. Yeah, I find that interesting that the tax rates change that much. And with all the stimulus money that's being pumped into the economy, I mean, trillions of dollars, it's got to be paid for somehow. And I really think that it's going to come out in taxes. And already we've seen a precursor of that a little bit. Joe Biden has publicly said that, I mean, in effect, he's going to be raising taxes by eliminating things such as the step up in basis. Yeah, Biden has a couple proposals out there. One is eliminating step up in basis and how that will affect a lot of people. Let's say that your mom has a has a house. She's bought it in Kirkland for $20,000 know, 40 years ago, and now it's worth a million and a half. 
and she wants to leave it to you when she passes. And so she passes away. If we eliminate step-up and basis, well, there's a second part to this. Biden wants to eliminate capital gains treatment, too, which capital gains is essentially a tax on inflation. So if we eliminate the step-up and basis and go to ordinary rates, and ordinary rates go up, maybe to 50%, let's call it. So grandma passes away, her house is worth a million and a half. She wants to leave it to her kid. Well, now there's a $700,000 tax to pay. So what has to happen? The house has to be sold. There is no house being left behind in the next generation. How about the farm? How about somebody's business? How about any asset that's appreciated that you want to leave to the next generation? Forget it. You're going to have to probably sell it to pay the tax. And now the tax rate is going to be much, much higher because we won't have capital gains anymore. So there's a, a massive effect of essentially changing the structure of how people live their life and leave money behind for their legacy, how they leave it behind to their kids. That whole structure is going to change because what's going to happen is when these things, if these things got enacted, we're going to be leaving money to the government instead of our children leaving assets to the government because the government wants the money. They need the money. They've spent it all. And so that's the whole fabric of everything is changing. And so that is a proposal that's on the board right now from Joe Biden. And I'm not a big fan of it, as you can probably tell. Yeah, I can certainly tell that. President Trump has created a tax-friendly environment for businesses and individuals, and we've had that now for, you know, almost these uh, four years. If there is not a change in presidency, if President Trump does remain in the White House, do you think that we're just really just kicking this tax can down the road? Maybe there will not be, you know, these eliminations and increases here during the next four years, but eventually we're going to have to pay the piper, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to let Trump off the hook either here because that big tax cut was not accompanied by a spending cut. And so I think that was a huge mistake, too. Yeah, it was good for business in the short term, but not good intergenerationally. So the next generation has got to pay for it that way, too. So I guess we should just apologize now to the next generation. If you vote for Biden, you can't inherit a house. If you vote for Trump, you know, the, the, I don't know that uh, the, def, the national debt's going to be something that you guys can pay back. So probably with either party, for that matter, because politicians love to spend money that they don't have. They don't see any problem printing money. I see lots of problems printing money, uh, trillions of dollars just printing, printing, printing. Well, yeah, you got to pay that back someday. And you know, that, that's just not going to happen. We don't have the wherewithal to pay anything back. And so what's going to happen? So something, you know, there's a lot of pressure on this dike and we're going to get some holes and eventually the, the dike could break. So I think that's something that should be in the conversation now about, you know, that uh, all the rhetoric that's out there. I think the future of the national debt, how that's going to come about. I think that should be in the topic conversation, too. Yeah, absolutely right. And of course, this all points to, again, tax increases. It's going to be sooner than it is later, but it's going to be. And uh, certainly you need to take control of your taxes right now so that you can plan for these uh, higher tax rates in the future. Brian, what are some of the ways that we as individuals can take control of our tax situation right now? Well, you know, the step up in basis hasn't been eliminated and hopefully it will never be eliminated. It's been in the tax law for 99 years. I mean, so I'm, I'm hopeful it can it can survive somehow, some way. And capital gains tax, as I mentioned, an example, I, I called it a, a tax on inflation. What do I mean by that? What I mean is grandma's house that she bought 50 years ago, say, was, you know, 1,200 square feet in Kirkland. Well, 
it's still 1,200 square feet in Kirkland. It didn't grow any rooms. It didn't multiply into several more lots. It didn't have any growth, okay? But the house isn't even as nice. It's 50 years older, and there's more traffic for Grandma, and, and it's, it's not as good a place as it was 50 years ago. Yet, because of inflation, the value went dramatically up. And so now, to sell that thing, even though the, the house itself isn't any better, in fact, it's not as good, so the asset isn't as good, the tax is enormous because of inflation. And so it is a tax on inflation. And that's why it has preferential rates. And to do away with that, to say, oh, anybody with a capital gain must be a rich person. We need to nail them. I don't agree with most people that own properties are not rich. There are some that are because they own lots of properties. But most people I would not consider rich. Most people just want to have something passed down to the next generation. That's one of the questions we ask on our financial planning forums is, do you want to leave money to the next generation? And invariably, yes, it's always yes. Uh, it's almost a trick question, but invariably, yeah, yeah, I do, or at least leave it to a charity or something. But generally, the state of Washington or the federal government is not their, their state of charity or their legacy plan. We're talking about Brian's webinar on taxes and talking a little bit about taxes. This is tax season now. Of course, the uh, tax filing deadline was extended until July 15th, which is now past us. But Brian, you were, you were able to apply for an extension or you were able to get an extension, and that's going to uh, take you through what date? Yeah, the filing uh, extension was sent to July 15th and payment uh, could be deferred till then. But And you can still get an extension to October 15th. However, that doesn't extend your time to pay your tax. You got to pay, well, there's, there's a lot due July 15th for some people. They got to pay last year's taxes if they owe that. They got to pay their first quarter estimated tax payment and they got to pay their second quarter estimated tax payment. And then 60 days later, they got to pay their third quarter estimated tax payment. So there might be a lot of taxes due for a lot of people in the summer months here. So running your own small business, like you said, Brian, a funny analogy there. You said, you know, if you're a small business person like you are, you sleep like a baby at night. Explain that. Yeah, you do. You sleep like a baby. You wake up crying every two hours. So that's my old small business joke, running your own business. But uh, yeah, uh, people talk about vacations and breaks and and weekends and and, uh, furloughs and all that. I think I'm like, what is that? Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like I work seven days a week. I always have. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, just the way things are uh, when you own your your own business. I mean, they're there's certainly many potential positives to owning your own business, and it's interesting. I'm never bored, and if I don't like something, I can change the rules, which is nice. But, boy, yeah, it's, it's not for the, the faint of heart. Once again, if you would like a no-cost, no-obligation plan here at Madrona Financial Services, maybe you're a small business owner and you want some consultation about your finances and about taxation and all that, you can get that by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. Once again, the website, madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. We're going to take a quick break, be right back, and we'll be talking more about taxes after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. In today's fast-paced world, we're used to having information at our fingertips. And when you're trying to research something, more information is always better, especially when it comes to retirement planning. That's why Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, has made his 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement available for free. You can get your free copy by visiting madronafinancial.com. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement covers the basics of retirement planning. 
Brian shares his thoughts on investing, taxes, estate planning, lifestyle, and more. As a CPA and investment advisor, Brian has the knowledge to help make your retirement planning process manageable. Brian has also been a featured speaker on CNBC and Fox Business. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement will give you a thorough analysis from an expert. Madrona Financial offers beneficial information to properly prepare for retirement. Get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about preparing for higher income tax rates in the future. And Brian, I want to talk about the importance of tax diversification. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly very a lot of different taxations out there, and it's not just one br- bracket even. So you've got things that are tax free, things that are tax deferred. You got tax free income types of things. You got things that are partially taxable. You've got exclusions from tax, like the sale of a principal residence if you lived within it to the prior five years and haven't used it before. You've got step-up and basis. You've got capital gains treatment, depreciation recapture at a different rate. Collectibles have a different rate. You've got bracket management. I could go on and on here about all the different ways that taxes can be different from one person to the next. And that I think that's kind of the, the biggest reason why it's so important to get your investment plan, your financial plan from somebody that's also going to be able to help with the income taxes because there aren't two people walking down the street that have the same tax situation, even if they maybe have a lot of the same things in their portfolio or the same kinds of income. They're treated differently because of other things on their tax return. So it is a complex thing that, and it's such a huge thing that if you're making decisions without considering the taxation down the road, you might be making some very unwise decisions. Brian, let's talk about FIUL's fixed index universal life policies. We've talked about this on the show before. I call them life insurance for the living. But uh, FIULs actually have some very distinct tax advantages, don't they? Yeah, that is the one that so far nobody's talking about doing away with the tax-free nature of life insurance. So hopefully we're going to have that around for many, many decades to come. So what it is, is when somebody passes away, the life insurance is generally paid to their heirs, actually to the estate specifically, and then distributed to the heirs. And life insurance is not a taxable event. 
So there is no income tax to be paid on that life insurance. Now, that sounds all well and good, but you know, I, maybe I don't want to leave all my money to my kids. I want to spend it during my lifetime. How can I take advantage of that? Well, there's two kinds of life insurance. There's term insurance and permanent insurance. Now, term insurance is life insurance for a term, a period of time. So maybe you have small kids and you say, well, something happens to me. I want to make sure they're okay. So you get a term insurance policy on both, both spouses, separate policies. And if something happened to one of them, then even it's within that term, let's say that term is 15 years. So you pay on it for 15 years. At the end of 15 years, that policy expires. You don't keep paying on it or you may be able to get it renewed, but it's probably 10x as much per month as it was when you started. So that's the, the, the term policy and they're, they're fine. You know, if you have kids, you have a specific purpose for it, but it's not a long-term investment. It is going to go away. And so there, there is that aspect. So the other one, the permanent insurance is essentially life, a term life insurance policy connected with an investment policy. And so you've got this investment that's going to grow hopefully over your lifetime if it's the right policy. And then we have ways to take money out of that while you're alive, income tax free. And there are some really distinct tax advantages for this FIUL, this fixed index universal life policy. And one of them is that certainly you're able to accumulate money tax-free, but when you take it out, you can also take loans from this, I understand too, that are tax-free as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's the mechanics of how we make it life insurance for the living. So my own policy, I'll be paying it into it while I'm working. And then in retirement, at some point, I'll say, I'm going to start borrowing against my own future death proceeds. The insurance company says, okay, we're fine with that. We know, you know, we're, we're going to get our money back because we have to pay somebody. Uh, we can pay some of it back to ourselves and, uh, you know, repayment alone when you pass away. We know you're going to pass away. It is your policy. You can do with it what you want. So they're fine with that. And so, in fact, they expect that. So I can start taking uh, monthly checks as a loan against my future death proceeds. Now, loans are not taxable events. So that's not, not something that we pay taxes on. And so we don't have to worry about that. And then when I pass away, there's going to be a policy paid out. So first, they're going to pay back themselves for the loan amount. Then they're going to pay back themselves for the interest on the loan. And then whatever's left in my policy will go to my estate and eventually to my heirs. So I've been able to have this buildup, this growth within the policy during my lifetime that I was able to take advantage of in retirement, income tax-free, and the results of it, all, everything becomes income tax-free, and there's no limitations. So some people might say, well, why don't you just do that with a Roth? Well, I can't write checks into a Roth unlimited amounts. Uh, I'm, I'm very severely limited on how much I can put into a Roth annually. And so uh, most people, you, you just can't build much up with, with a Roth. So this I, I term loosely as a super Roth because I don't have any limitations on that. Plus, the underlying investment within the insurance company policy often is a substantial amount of the S&P 500 gains on an annual basis with a floor often of zero. So you can't go backwards uh, except for your insurance costs. So this is the one technique that is still expected to be around for a long time that we can look at right now and say, gosh, if I think tax rates are going to be really high in retirement, why aren't I thinking about a fixed index universal life policy today? 
So there are some distinct advantages of a fixed index universal life policy, and they're great today, but, you know, nobody can really predict the future. Who knows? As we said, there's a tax bill come due, and I wouldn't think that life insurance proceeds are going to be taxed, but once again, you never know what's going to happen in the future. Brian, in addition to fixed index universal life policies, I've heard you talk about this premium finance life insurance as well, too. It's not for everybody. Could you explain that, who it's right for and what it does? Yeah, you do have to have a net worth over $5 million to take advantage of the premium financing. And essentially, my analysis or analogy on this is buying real estate. You can pay cash for real estate, 100%, never have any debt financing on it, and grow your real estate empire that way. It takes a long time. It doesn't grow as fast. Or you can leverage into multiple properties by using low interest rate bank financing and having cap rates that are much higher, your your rents are much higher than your payment. If you're able to do that and multiply your real estate empire, you gain a lot more wealth much quicker and much higher over time. So it's the same concept with life insurance. Insurance companies are issuing these policies and you, if you have a $5 million net worth, you can get a bank loan, a premium financing. And the banks are more than happy to loan on this because they know it's really secure. The tenant, or in this case, the insurance company is going to pay up and they know it's going to pay out because, you know, our lives are finite. So they pretty much got all that figured out. In fact, banks alone, the interest rate on these premium finance life insurance policies is actually less than it would be on a, a you know 900 credit score rental house. They, they know that this is a good bet So on their side. So they will finance your life insurance, which means you don't have to come up with nearly as much. In fact, you only need about 10% down to buy life insurance. So you can leverage and use the arbitrage between the earnings you expect in your policy and what you're paying in interest and leverage that 10x within a tax-free vehicle to make the result phenomenal very often in many cases. You do have to have good enough health to pass the exam to get the life insurance, but this is a phenomenal technique for anybody, say, under 60 years old or even into your 60s. We're talking about Brian's tax webinar that uh, is coming up here shortly on madronafinancial.com. And uh, once again, if you want information about anything that we have spoken about here on the radio show, you can listen to past radio shows here on the website. Also, we are a podcast, so you can go back and listen to them there. And of course, more information is always available online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, with all this uh, stimulus money, I mean, the CARES Act really has cost a lot of money. Why do we think that taxes are going to be going up? I mean, is it really obvious? Yeah, it's pretty obvious, I think, because, you know, there's $2 trillion spent on that. The U.S. government debt is over $24 trillion now. I mean, it's it's just growing at such a rapid pace. And now the debt is well over 100% of gross domestic product. And that's generally been what most people say, well, as long as we keep it around 100%, we're okay. And politicians have been saying that for years. And now we're looking at a situation where before long it could be 130, 140%. And now it's not so good. And, and and how do we know that, you know, people say, well, who cares? It's $24 trillion. What if it's $100 trillion? Who cares? Well, if our spending, if our total spending each year is, is roughly 4 to $5 trillion, and we have $100 trillion of debt, and let's say interest rates go back up to 4 or 5%, then 100% of the federal government's budget will be spent on interest on their borrowing leaving zero for Social Security, Medicare, 
military, social programs, schools, anything, leaving zero for that. So there is a number and an interest rate that you multiply that by to where we don't have any money for anything else other than interest. And when that happens, of course, your currency collapses and you become Venezuela or post-World War II Germany or what was Zimbabwe. I've got that $100 trillion note on my desk at work (laughs) to remind me of what happens when you don't pay attention to your national debt. Well, Brian, you paint such a rosy picture of what the future can be like uh, taxation-wise. But, of course, there are ways to minimize taxes, and that's really the advantage of Madrona Financial Services here is your sister company, Bauer Evans CPAs. I mean, they are literally, I mean, not even right across the hall. The offices are sort of interspersed here, so they all work hand-in-hand. If you want a financial planner who also has a tax discipline, who's associated with a firm like Bauer Evans, again, Madrona Financial is the firm for you. 844-MADRONA is the number to call. Find out more about the firm and get your no-cost, no-obligation plan by requesting it online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. My name is Jeff Shade. Thanks a lot for joining us this week. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. We recently had a corporate retreat with our new advisors, and we have many new advisors here. Uh, just six months ago, we had two and a half to three full-time equivalents, and six months from now, we'll have closer to six or seven, just of the advisory staff. The firm is a total, along with the CPA firm, is about 30 full-time people. One of the questions that we brought up is who is our ideal client, more saying who is the client that we can service the most relative to our competition. And one of the things we came up with is because of the breadth of our services and all the different things that we do, our probably our ideal client is somebody that is an accredited investor, has a million or more of investable assets, maybe many millions of dollars of different kinds of investments that could be in real estate, stocks, businesses, all different kinds of things. This is where we're actually uniquely qualified to help because we can handle pretty much everything with the CPA background and and so forth. And so I wanted to put that out there so people might be listening going, is Madrona a fit? You know, I have a lot of things going on and and I've gone to these, you know, other big wealth management firms, but maybe they aren't giving me everything that I I hear I can get from Madrona, but does Madrona handle accounts that are larger in size? And I'd say absolutely, uh, that is what we're uniquely geared for. We do handle accounts 500,000 and up, so we handle all different sizes, but we're really uniquely geared for some of the higher net worth clients. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the future of income taxes. And Brian, you know, we talked about the future of income taxes. We'll continue to talk about that, but I want to talk about the past of income taxes. I have an interesting chart here in front of me, which is the history of income taxes and top marginal tax rates. 
if I look at 1910, I mean, I'm not seeing anything there. Well, there's a reason for that. In 1910, there was no federal income tax. The tax rate was zero. Nobody paid it. There was no return. And it wasn't until 1913 that we had a tax return. Now, those first tax returns, I, I've seen a, a copy of that, basically a one-page form. It was pretty simple stuff back then. Now there's, you know, literally thousands of forms you could put with your tax return and schedules and millions of pages to uh, figure out. But yeah, the initial tax rate was under 10% in 1913. It was zero in 1910. But then we saw a little shift. A little shift? I'm looking at a graph here and it looks like a straight up line. The politicians figured out this is pretty cool. We could yeah. we could get lots of money if we raise this tax. So they went from zero to under 10. And before the end of the decade, it was over 75% wow. was the top marginal tax bracket. And then through World War One, it was right at that level. Now, into the early 20s, it started dropping. In the roaring 20s, I would say about 1924 through 1929, the brackets dropped dramatically. They were back down to about 25% for the top bracket because there was probably a lot of income being made during the roaring 20s. Markets were flying high. Everybody was flying high. And you watch the shows, it seemed like everybody went out dancing every night with their, right. their really nice clothes and all that. <laughs> and it looked like a really fun time and, right. uh, until 1929 hit. Right, in the 1929 hit, and I see here in the graph then, uh, around 1930 or so, again, that line goes straight up again, and then it sort of stair-steps up until it gets to the top. Yeah, it, it went right up because they didn't have the tax base anymore. So it went right up to over 60%, and then in the middle of the Great Depression, it went up to near 80%. Well, then we had World War II, and we're spending even more money. We needed more, and the top bracket capped out uh, World War II at 94%. So if you made, let's say, $100,000 in, uh, you know, during that period of time, I, I mean, 94000 of that went to taxes, you were left with $6,000. It doesn't really seem that there was that much incentive then, I mean, to work that hard to make the money. Well, that's when uh, tax shelters were invented. I, I imagine that's where money was moving to other places. Smart people figure out what to do, and they figure out how to not have their wealth taxed. And so the recognition of taxable income, so a lot of people are playing around with tax rules and deductions, taking deductions for all kinds of things they probably shouldn't have been. But that tax rate stayed around 90%, the top rate, for almost 20 years. Right. And so we basically spent, borrowed a lot of money post-World War II to invest in the economy. And so they had to keep that bracket really high. Now, it occurs to me, we just borrowed a lot of money, Jeff. And so I'm, I'm trying to seeing history replay itself somewhat looking forward. Yeah, I think that that's going to happen here. We mentioned before, you know, during the 50s, Ronald Reagan only made two pictures a year because after that, I mean, he was in such a tax bracket that it didn't make any sense for him to work. So, you know, that's the other side of these taxes here. Then it really dropped off in the middle to the late 60s and just before 1970, sort of a straight line over there until Ronald Reagan came into the White House. Yeah, and so it's interesting you mentioned Ronald because, yeah, he was didn't have the incentive to work as hard. And then when he got to be president, they passed the lowest tax, highest marginal rate that has been around since about 1931. 
and that was a 28% bracket. So that was pretty short-lived, but it did kick off boom times, uh, supply-side economics post-Carter time. Interest rates fell way down with boom times in the economy. The 90s were roaring back, and, and we saw you know a lot of stuff happen. And, of course, the technological boom happened after that. So we've had quite the run since then. Rates have been kept fairly low throughout most of that time period because of the broad tax base. But if either tax base decreases or the spending increases, like post-World War II, that's when we see rates jack up, just like they have in the past. If people look at this graph 20 years from today, will they see, do you think, uh, 2020, 2021, maybe a really sharp increase that goes up to equal almost what it was during World War II? Well, that depends on who's in our uh, Senate, who's in our House, and who's in the Oval Office. So there certainly are scenarios where absolutely it could go to 70, 80, 90, depending on who's who's in those controlling that stuff. There's scenarios where it kind of stays the same for four more years. And so I don't know which one's going to play out. I wish I did. I would be able to plan for it. But I figure sometime in the next 10, 15 years, we're going to have a scenario where rates have to go up regardless of who's sitting there. And that's why I'm encouraging people to find out what kind of options are there for me. If I think this is going to happen, what can I do now to help prevent me from you know, getting caught in that you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% bracket down the road? We're talking about Brian's Tax Trap webinar, which is coming out soon on madronafinancial.com. And one of the slides here, we've got a sort of a preview of this. Uh, Brian talks about Social Security. And Social Security is really sort of a struggling program at this point. I mean, uh, I've read recently that Social Security is, uh, you know, I guess okay, maybe not okay, but 2035 seems to be the year before we see some decreases unless something is done. And I understand around 2035 that if nothing is done, we'll see see about a 25% decrease in Social Security payouts. Yeah, this is kind of a tough love show because it hasn't been all that rosy. Right. Uh, I sh- you know, we were talking about the possibility of income tax rates going way up and Social Security not being around where we're used to it. And But, you know, it's just the numbers and it's, I'm, that's all I'm relaying. I am a CPA. I cut a break on that because... <laughs> I like my numbers, right? but uh, I don't like the numbers I'm seeing there. You're right. It's only going to be three quarters funded by then. They'll have to make some moves, of course, to kick that can down the road and either increase the Social Security tax rate or take away inflation adjustments for years and years or increase the age to where you can start taking it, all of these. And so if you're, if you're going to be taking it prior to that, you probably will consider no raises to that. And that's where we work around that with our fixed index annuities that can have increasing lifetime cash flow to offset the possibility that Social Security won't have increasing lifetime cash flow. Do you think, though, that we'll really let this happen? We'll get to, the two, you know, 2035 and no changes will be made? Or do you think that, you know, we'll sort of head this off and make some changes before that? Well, I fully suspect and hope that we will make changes, that we'll make adjustments in our course at some point in time, that at some point we'll get someone back in, in the Oval Office that says, huh, our national debt does matter. And we're going to do something about that, that somehow, some way, 
we wake up to this looming problem and make some adjustments for that. But I'm not seeing it now, but I'm holding out hope that that could happen someday. And Social Security is an annuity to some certain extent. And, uh, you know, you talk about a three-legged stool, Social Security, pensions, and then your savings. I mean, really, it's kind of a two-legged stool anymore and maybe even a one-legged stool because not that many people have pensions. So you say that there are ways that you can combat the fact that Social Security just will not be able to play an important part, at least like it used to in someone's retirement income. Yeah, you bring up an interesting comment because I what, the one thing I hear over and over while well, I hear annuities are bad, I don't have a good taste about annuities. And I'm thinking, really? Well, an annuity pays lifetime cash flow. And if you buy the right one, you can have increasing lifetime cash flow. And how is that uh, unlike Social Security? I don't hear a lot of people saying, I just hate my Social Security. <laughs> I don't like those checks coming in all the time. I, I wish they would stop bothering me with those Social Security checks. Yet people say, but I don't like annuities. Well, (laughs) if you like one, you probably should like the other because they're kind of the same thing. It's just that the annuity offers some bells and whistles that Social Security doesn't. And you have control over how much you're going to get with the annuity based on your investment. And you can put retirement plan money into it or non-retirement plan money into it. You can roll your 401k out of the money out of your 401k at age 59 and a half or later and buy a fixed index annuity that's going to pay you potential increasing lifetime cash flow second to die that can't run out. What is wrong with that? So anybody, if you're thinking, yeah, I'm one of those people that don't like annuities, you probably haven't checked them out (laughs) all that closely or you've looked at the wrong ones. You've looked at maybe a variable annuity with high fees. You said, yeah, I don't like that one. Well, I don't like that one either. But the ones that I would put in front of you are not those. Brian, have you ever had a client say, darn you, Brian Evans, you put me into this darn annuity now. I've got an increasing cash flow for life and this money's coming in. I just don't know what to do with it. Has that ever happened to you? Never has. I've never had that conversation. So, yeah, I mean, but it it still, I'd say 50% of the people I talk to, no, I have negative connotations about annuities. Wow. I don't think I like those. About half of the time. That's interesting. almost invariably when, yeah, when we get through that, it's like, oh, so I've been lied to by Ken Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Or I'm looking at the wrong ones. Or, you know, not all insurance licensed people are the same. Yeah. Many people I've talked to in my industry, I'm like, you put your clients into what? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the worst thing out there. Why, why would you do that? Oh, commissions are high. Oh, yeah. Super duper. Um, you're supposed to be a fiduciary, you know. And so, yeah. It's kind of, I have the same feeling uh, with them as I I have with the person that walks into the grocery store with a mask around their chin. It's like, (laughs) I I think I want to pop you one right now. (laughs) I feel the same way about these insurance guys, but I can't do that. I'm a black belt and I'd probably get in big trouble. That's right. You Uh, don't know what you can, well, I think you do know what you can do. I do exactly what I can do. That's the problem. That's why I've never Well, I think restraining yourself would be a lot better off. We need you on this side of those jail bars there, Brian. But there are hundreds of different types of annuities. As we said, they could be a great replacement or a supplement to Social Security, especially when Social Security is on sort of shaky ground right now. Once again, if you'd like a no-cost, no-obligation plan here at Madrona Financial, you can get yours by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request one online at madronafinancial.com. Well, once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week for our show. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for joining us. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great day. Talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing the Wealth. 
Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled. Travel plans have been canceled. Sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com.